up and driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels lord that's a lonely sound i spend all day chasing that old white line i've been on the road so long i've lost track of time now it don't matter where i'm going I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two chrome stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day that I die I said hey Hey drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn. Hey, we've got another great program for you, and we hope that you're enjoying our programs. Hey, if you are, would you give us a call? 615-663-3199. That's Daryl's number, and my number is 618-383-2107. Can't remember the number? LonesomeRoad.org or Channel21Ministries.com. And you can get on our website and get our numbers again. Call Gary. He'll send you some free CDs. Or he'll send you Lonesome Road Volume 1 and Volume 2. The driver, put that thing in gear and let's rock and roll. Choo-choo.
thinking the other day the way trucking's changed and we was just talking about that e-logs and e-logs now yeah that's that, that they're electronic oh okay. oh yeah they plug them in cigarette lighter huh? right to the cigarette lighter because they don't smoke anymore so. yeah, that's right you're not allowed to smoke no so it's e-logs that, that, that took the place of it because i used to smoke them logs too quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> i'd finish up writing on that on that log and i think hmm but anyways i was thinking trucking has changed so much the methods has changed in driving a truck Boy, and being a truck driver. That is so true. But you know, it's like in the Word of God. The method could change, but the message, message stays, the, stays same. the same. Amen. And it's the same thing with driving that big old truck. Yeah. The, the method might change, but you still got to deliver that load of freight. Yes, sir. And you got yes, to deliver sir. it on time. So it doesn't make any difference when you're going from point A to point B, what you do in the middle, as long as you get it there safe. And, and, and there's a lot of eyes looking at you now out there on the road with cameras in the truck, outside the truck, mm-hmm. with electronic logs. And all, you can't even pick your nose anymore as a truck driver. No, you can't, I Gary. I know that. That's... I used to couldn't pick it in that cab over because I poked my eyeball <laughs> out in the inside. But 
you got to be careful nowadays because the methods have changed. Yes, they have. But the message stays the same. That's right. Yes. So drivers, you got to keep on trucking out there and delivering that freight. We depend on you. The consumer depends on you. The truck drivers are the lifeline of America. Well, I know this. They're the lifeline of my taters. <laughs> Where would we be without the trucker? Oh, I'd be without a tater. <laughs> yeah, you would. We'd be, we'd be plowing with horses. That's what we'd be doing. <laughs> we'd all be planting gardens, wouldn't we? <laughs> yep. Yep. I didn't like gardening. Man, oh, man, I'd be standing out there with that hole in my hand, leaning up against it, and all of a sudden the clot of dirt hit me upside the head. Mm -hmm. My dad said, boy, quit daydreaming. <laughs> I was probably dreaming about driving one of them old trucks. Amen. Amen. You know what that reminds me of? What's that, Gary Ragman? A song by our good friend, Jim Davenport. Jim Davenport. Yeah, his testimony song, yeah. where he's standing out there with a hole in his hand. <laughs> yeah, and a bud in the other. <laughs> yeah, and a bud in the other. <laughs> You're willing to put that on for the drivers. Sure. Listen to old Jim Davenport talking to that preacher man with a Budweiser in his hand. Here's our good friend, Jim Davenport. Outstanding in my yard one day, out drinking my old bud. I had a hole in my hand, I was digging in the mud. When I saw a car coming down the street, he turned in my driveway. When he got out, he was dressed real neat. And then I heard him say, won't you come and go with me to hear about God's word? I'm the preacher down the street. And this is what he heard. Well, no thank you, preacher. I'm doing just fine drinking my old bud. And when it comes to church, I draw the line. And I kept digging in the mud. But he wouldn't give up. He kept coming day by day. And every time that he'd get out, this is what he'd say. Won't you come and go with me to hear about God's word? I'm the preacher down the street. And this is what he heard. I told you, preacher, I'm a man of my own. I don't need you coming here. Well, I just sit at home alone, drinking my old beer. But he wouldn't give up. He kept coming day by day. And every time that he'd get out, this is what he'd say. Won't you come and go with me to hear about God's word? I'm the preacher down the street. And this is what he heard. I can't go to church with you. A sissy I would be. And every time my friends came by, well, they would laugh at me. Well, the very next time that he came by, he didn't invite me to go. Instead, he said something else. And he began real slow. He said, Jim, I wonder, would it take more courage 
to go down on the corner, have a beer with your friend, or to stand on that very same corner, tell them about Jesus, how his love began. So you see, my friend, a sissy you won't be, because it takes a man to serve the Lord. And I hope that you will see. Well, when he was gone, I was alone, drinking my old beer. I got to thinking about his words, and they brought a little cheer. Well, I knew I was hooked on the words, he said. The preacher had done his job. I went to church that Sunday morning to hear more about the man called God. I thank you, preacher, for not giving up on this old sinful man. Because you were out doing your job, I'm headed for the promised land. Won't you come and go with me? I was the drunkard down the street. But now that I know what the Lord can do, life sure can be so sweet. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Gary, that testimony of Jim Davenport in song uh, just speaks about his life and what a man of God he's become. You know, he tells his story about finding that cassette tape outside a rest area up in Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. Yeah, we're going to hear that in just a few yeah. minutes. Me and old Jim drove for the same outfit back years ago. We didn't know each other, but we drove for the same outfit as owner-operators. You know, and he was getting ready to pull a pin on that trailer and bobtail home to Texas. Yeah. I did that for the same company. <laughs> I pulled a pin and I did bobtail it back yeah. home to Smyrna, Tennessee. You should have found your cassette tape. Yeah, I didn't have one. I needed one, trust me. But, uh, you know, Jim is just a, he's a man of God, but he's also a man's man. If you ever meet Jim Davenport and you shake his hand, you shook the hand of a man. Uh, he's the real deal. He's just a good guy. And he loves uh, he loves these ministries. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's got Channel 21 decals all over his car, all over his truck, uh, because he's proud to be a minister of the gospel yeah. and to spread the good word. Uh, he's done some crazy things in his life. One time he was down in Texas at a park camping, <laughs> and he put a bunch of CDs on the uh, picnic, ta- table. picnic tables. Yeah. And some lady officer came up game warden type come up and knocked on his door and says you can't do that that's littering you know what jim told her my god's word isn't litter that's right this is about god's word he had to go to court yeah she wrote him a ticket she wrote him a ticket (laughs) and she said the fine might be about five hundred dollars so gary rayburn being a friend that he is he told that story on a cd and people started sending Jim a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I asked everybody to send him one dollar. Yeah. And, uh, and put he, it in the newsletter and, and put it on a CD and yeah. had everybody send him a dollar. And he collected over a thousand dollars from all the people out there that was listening and wanted to help Jim Davenport. Because Jim Davenport is a worthy man to be loved on. Man, he's, he's an awesome man. He's an awesome guy. And he went to court and the judge threw it out of court. <laughs> yeah. But... 
you know, Jim's just that type of guy. You know, he'll stand up for what he believes in. Yes, sir. And I like to hang around people like that. You know, Jim and Ann are just precious people. Ann sings the song, Let the Wind Blow. You know what? I love that song. Would you play that song for me? I'll put her on right now. Here is Ann Webb Davenport with an awesome song that uh, is going to blow you away. Yep. When the wind blows. I lift my head high, Lord, let the wind blow, I receive from the Spirit new life in my soul. breathed in Adam. He came alive. He was just a clay vessel till breath came inside. Then the early believers in the upper room, <laughs> they got drunk on the spirit when the wind blew. Lift my head high, Lord, 
receive from the Spirit new life in my soul when the wind blows Lord and I am renewed then I will help others receive your breath an awesome song with Ann Davenport, Let the Wind Blow. We've got a story of one of our chaplains, Steve Montgomery. Was <laughs> He was trying to tarp his load, and the wind was blowing so bad, and he'd been listening to that song, and he played that song, and he got out on top of that trailer, and he grabbed hold of that tarp, and that wind was blowing, and he said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command these winds to stop. And he said, you know the wind stopped blowing? Mm. See, the Lord gives us that power. We have domain over this earth if we use his strength, not ours. And that song Ann sings, every time I hear that song, it, it makes me think of Steve standing on top of that load of, of drywall uh, telling the wind to settle down. Yeah, Ann is an awesome lady, an awesome singer, and we've written some songs together. I, I give Ann some lyrics to work on a song called Those Memories, and she took this home with her after one of our conferences. And she came up with a great song, and she kind of put a little uh, testimony spin on this song about her and Jim uh, kissing under an old oak tree. Yeah, I'll let Ann tell the story. He, we started talking on the phone and um, over, over a few months, and I guess we fell in love on the phone. It was just one of those things, one of those God things that we just knew, you know, as we talked, we just, we knew this was a God thing. We knew that God had, a, was putting us together and it was, both of us began, began to be real excited about our life, you know, what God was doing. And um, so we finally arranged to meet one, one weekend. I was going to be ministering in Cameron, Texas, where I was, uh, came from. And uh, my home church, I'd go there and minister every so often. And so we we made this date. He was going to come to Cameron where I was sharing, and, and um, we'd, we'd actually see each other again. But I was so anxious. I didn't think, I cannot wait another week. <laughs> uh, anyway, I went to my daughter's in Austin, and I called Jim, and I said, I'm in Austin at my daughter's. I said, would you be interested in meeting, meeting me halfway? He lived in Meridian. I said, would you be interested in meeting me like in Temple for dinner and a kiss? And he said, well, how about a kiss and then dinner? And I said, well, how about a kiss, dinner, and another kiss? He said, I'm on my way. <laughs> and he packed his duds, took off work, I think, that 
that um, that Saturday or whatever it was, and um, came to Austin. And my son-in-law, who I was with, my daughter and my son-in-law, he started teasing me, and he said, if he really loved you, he would come all, he wouldn't have you meet him halfway. He said, he'd come all the way to Austin. And he said, I would do that for your daughter. And about that time, the phone rang. And it was Jim. And he said, I don't want you to come to to, uh, <laughs> to Temple to meet me. I'm going to come to Austin to meet you. So I got to give him the hee-haw. But um, it, we, she was, they were in an apartment. And I, you know how hard it is to find your way in those apartments. So I told him I would meet him outside. So we kept talking on the phone, you know, and he getting a little closer. And I finally went outside. And I was standing on under this old oak tree. And by the way, uh, Gary, I helped. I helped write a little bit on a song that Gary's put out. It's called Those Those Memories. And I wrote this song. Uh, the words that I put in there and all had to do with me and Jim. And uh, one is about that kiss under that old oak tree fit us to a T. But anyway, I was standing under this oak tree. And um, he pulled into the area there to park his car. And he, his lights flashed on me. And... Um, he stopped the car, opened the door, left the motor running, <laughs> and came over to where I was and scooped me up and laid one on me. I'm <laughs> telling you. And I got, I got, it was took me by surprise. And that I, was a spiritual kiss. <laughs> was, yeah. It was more than that, honey. You had me at howdy. And, um, I almost, I got weak in my knees. I mean, absolutely. He had to catch me. I almost fell. And it wasn't a put-on thing either. I just, the whole thing was just shocking. Later, I asked him, why did you do that? He said, because you promised me a kiss, and I was going to collect it before you changed your mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he stayed, uh, got him a hotel and stayed the whole weekend there, and, and, and he went to church with us. And um, so... Every weekend after that, until we got married, we were almost inseparable. But God just put us together, and uh, it's just been, you know, he had a ministry before, and I had a ministry before, and now it's J and A Ministries. The Lord brought us together, and uh, he has just um, done wonders in our life, and we just uh, we just both both want the same things in the Lord. We just want to serve. We just want to to reach out and win lives and then we've gotten so connected here with with Gary and with with Daryl and we've got a big sign on our car now the uh, channel 21 God is just bringing all these ministries together and using us using us all just to to back and forth you know we get calls because of of what Gary's putting out Gary gets calls because of what we're putting out and Daryl and back and forth and God is just binding and 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 putting these ministries together and our heart is the same that's what I love about you guys is that our heart is the same we want to we want souls for Jesus and we want to minister to people so as long as I've got a breath in me I just want to sing for him and share every chance I can and and um, I, I just want to see souls saved. And what an awesome testimony, Jim. The Lord has, has blessed us all. The Bible tells us about uh, he'll give us the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. But we need to be dedicated to him to get that. Mm -hmm. And you guys have obviously done that. You, you not only dedicated your life, you've dedicated your ministry, and you've dedicated yourselves to one another. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 
God has really blessed your ministry. Mm-hmm. And he's making memories for you guys now. Amen. And we're so blessed to be able to share those memories with you guys. Amen. And uh, it's an honor. So now, Jim and Ann, we're going to play that song, Memories. enjoyed that and now we got the testimony of our good friend Jim Davenport well praise the Lord folks this is Jim Davenport and uh, we're of the uh, old truck driver here and uh, I've been asked to give my testimony on tape and certainly by brother Gary Rayburn and God bless you guys for your ministries and we thank you Lord for this opportunity to share a testimony and a lot of you drivers out there today, or whoever's listening to this tape, it's not just for truck drivers, it's for all who listen. I want you all to be assured of one thing. No man can come unto the Father except by Jesus. 
And uh, the Bible says, No man come unto me except the Father, which has sent me to draw him, and I will raise him up in the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of the God, he hath seen the Father. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. And he is the bread of life. And that's what these testimonies and these tapes and these recordings are all about. And I praise God for the opportunity to let you all know exactly what got me into the tape ministry. And, uh, but before I share that testimony, I want to share a couple of stories with you. Stories that happened to me while I was a truck driver on the highway, and and, uh, and then you'll understand more about what's going on here. Uh, we are here for one reason, and that's to spread the Word of God and let people know that they can get saved by a simple prayer. I was headed one Sunday afternoon from Montgomery, Alabama to Knoxville, Tennessee, and it was late in the evening, and all the truck drivers was on the CB, as usual, and I was listening and attempted to turn my CB off and because of all the cursing and the foul language on the air. And off in the distance somewhere, I heard a voice that was talking to somebody, and his handle on the radio was the Saints. And uh, I broke to him, and my handle on the CB at that time uh, was the Highway Christian. And we began to converse back and forth and share with each other what had happened in our lives. And, uh, and I thank God that uh, he came along because all of a sudden God quieted the airways. The other drivers quit talking. And we began to share with each other all the way to Knoxville. And uh, we just simply batted back and forth about what God had done in our lives and how we trucked for the Lord. And, and had no idea that anybody was listening or what was going on out there. And we got up to Interstate 40 and we decided to part ways. I was going one way and he was going the other. And as we parted ways, another voice came on the radio. And he said, how about your highway Christian? And I said, yeah, go ahead. He said, I want you guys to know I've been listening to what you were saying. And he said, tonight before I left home, my wife and I, we had a terrible quarrel. And he said, I packed my stuff and I was leaving home. And he said, I've tried everything that I know to try to bring my marriage together. But then he said, I've never tried Jesus. And he said, I've been listening to what y'all were saying. And he said, I want you both to know that I'm going to turn around and go back home. He said, because 
if what you guys were talking about works, then it might work for me too. Before he left, I had him <clears throat> give me his name and address. A couple of months later, he wrote. He and his wife both got saved. And they put their marriage back together. And their son is going to a ministry school. Folks, it's so important that you share the word through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what these CDs and tape ministries, we're not out here to entertain. We're not out here to talk, to hear our heads rattle. We simply want to spread the word of God. And it's been a long time since I've did a CD or a tape, so you may hear me rattling on here. And but I'm going to share one more story with you. I was coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, driving a flatbed truck. And off in the distance, I heard a driver he was, every other word was the Lord's name in vain. And I normally don't break to people like that because on the CB radio, you know, it makes them worse sometimes. And, and, but the Lord spoke to my heart and, uh, and to say something, and I really didn't know what to say. And I said, Lord, if you want me to talk that, man, you need to give me something to say. So after a while, I broke to him, and a big old rough voice came back, and he said, what do you want? I said, I want to ask you a question. He said, what's that? I said, what are you praying so hard about? He said, what? I asked him, I said, what are you praying so hard about back there? He said, I'm not praying. I said, yes, you are. Are you praying for God to damn this and God to damn that? I said, you're praying in vain, my friend. And because God was not damning nothing. And boy, did I get cussed out. And I had my Bible sitting on the doghouse of the truck. And I just flipped it open and I started reading the scripture. Every time he had cussed me, I'd read a scripture to him. After a while, he got quiet. I thought he'd left. About 30 minutes later, he broke to me. He said, that fellow that's talking to me. I said, yeah, you got the highway, Christian, go ahead. He said, driver, where you at? And I said, uh-oh. I said, I said, Lord, I don't know if I ought to tell him or not. I said, well, <clears throat> I told him what mile marker I was at. He said, I'm on about four miles behind you. He said, uh, would you pull over a minute? I want to talk to you. And I thought again to myself, I, I don't know. I said, sure, come on. And I pulled over. Directly here he came. He pulled over. There was four more flatbeds right behind him. It was all in a convoy. He come walking up there and looked up at my window. 
He said, Driver, he said, I was raised in church. And he said, I don't, I don't normally talk like that on the CB radio. But he said, I was aggravated today. And he said, sometimes it takes people to remind you. And he said, I've gotten away from the Lord. And he said, I'm not serving him anymore. I said, well, you know you can. He said, you have your Bible with you? And I said, yeah. And I looked back, and here come the other four drivers from the other trucks, and they come up there. We all got up on top of my flatbed, and we had church. And I walked them down the Romans Road. And before we left there, all five of those drivers came to know the Lord as their Savior. And I said that to lift the Lord up. And that's why we need to be busy about His business. Because you never know. Something what you might say might bring somebody to know the Lord as their Savior. My testimony. I was coming out of Louisville, Kentucky one day. I was mad, I'm telling you, angry, upset at the world. Main reason being is around Christmas time, and uh, I wanted to go back to Texas. Well, I guess my dispatcher had other plans, because he had me loading down south, going back to Trenton, New Jersey. At the time, I owned my own rig, and I was... So upset, I was really tempted. When I pulled into a rest area, and I was really tempted to drop the trailer in the rest area and go to Texas with my truck. But I went into the restroom, and I was steaming. I mean, I was hot. And I come back out, and I was walking down the path there, and I looked down, and on the base of a light post lay a little cassette tape. And I looked down at that tape, and I picked it up, and I read the title of it, and I've still got that tape. It said, 1962 is Driver Appreciation Year. I said, well, anybody that appreciates truck drivers, something... Something got to be good on that tape, you know. And I looked at the, the author of the tape, and it said, Ray and Gene Sisk, Applin, Georgia. I said, wow. I said, all right. So I got back in the truck and headed out of that rest area, and I reached over and stuck that tape in the player. I began to listen. And my heart began to melt. A big old smile came on my face. And I'm going to tell you guys, I got happy. And I started praising the Lord. I hadn't done that in years. I was saved, but wasn't doing nothing. And I got to thinking about that 
tape as I went down the road. And I listened to it probably 20 times over and over and over again. And I got to thinking, if that tape can change my way of thinking and my way of life and make me happy, then other tapes can change somebody else's way of life and their way of thinking and make them happy. So I got to the next truck stop and I looked at the tape and there was a phone number on it. Never will forget it. I made a I made a tape to this effect and the title of that tape is still running out there somewhere. It's called 706-541-2308. And that's Brother Ray Sister's phone number. And I called that rascal. And I've been serving the Lord with a CD ministry and tape ministry ever since. No telling how many thousands and thousands of lives that that one little CD that I picked up, I call them seeds, has won to the Lord before I ever got it because it was made in 1962. And I praise God for Brother Ray Sisk, Brother Gary. And I thank God for this opportunity to share that little testimony with you. And drivers, if you're in the rig and, uh, and you want to come to know the Lord as your personal Savior, of course you know, uh, first off, you've got to have in your heart that desire to be saved. And let me tell you something. Uh, Right now, if you're in your rig, I, I would, I'll ask you to pull over to the side of the road, wherever you are. If you're in the truck stop, if you're in a, uh, a rest area, wherever you are, listen to this CD. I'm going to ask you to uh, pray with me, uh, sinner's prayer, and, and, and be sincere in your heart. But let me tell you something. When you pray this prayer, that's not the end of it. Okay? You need to find you a good Bible-believing church. And you need to be nurtured in the Lord because you can't just say a little prayer and continue on about your life the way you're going. You've got to be nurtured. You've got to get into the Word. And I'm going to tell you right now, the way I did it, if, you, if you're listening to worldly stuff on that, you need to get rid of it. You need to put the Lord before you, play gospel music, and you need to be fed. But right now, the best way I can tell you to get saved is down the Romans road. And we're going we're to pray together, and I want you to repeat after me. And if you're sincere in your heart, God will come into your life, and he'll help you, and he'll go before you, and he'll make those decisions that you find hard to make. So let's bow our heads together and let's pray today. And let's ask Christ to come into our life. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what you did for us on the cross of Calvary. God, we thank you today for the opportunity to give our lives unto thee. Lord, that you would be lifted up. And God, we are not here today 
to lift us up. So I'm asking you to come into my life, Lord, and save my soul from sin, that I could be dedicated to serving you. God, I accept you today as my personal Savior. And I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to come unto you. And I want to be your child. And I want to do thy will, Lord. Help me, Lord, to study thy word, that I may show myself approved unto thee. And God, we thank you, most of all, for your love and your kindness. And we thank you, Lord, for the plan of salvation. Lord, I never knew it was so simple that all I had to do was ask you to come into my life and be my personal Savior. In Jesus' name I accept you. Amen and amen. Drivers, the plan of salvation is so simple that most folks miss it. Do you know that? But like I said, once you get into a Bible-believing church and start serving the Lord with all your heart. In the middle of the valley Deserted and dry Bones laying scattered No hope for my life And I cry, Lord, please revive These dry bones and make me new then Jesus said, child, I'm gonna breathe in you. Then suddenly a sound came deep in my soul. A rattle and bones came together and I was made whole. He breathed in me and I stood to my feet, proclaiming victory in Jesus and death's defeat. He breathed new life in me. My soul from the grave, he said, free. Just cry out to Jesus, Lord, make me new. And by the breath of the Spirit, He will breathe in you. He breathed new life in me. My soul from the grave, He said, free. I
Friends, if you prayed and asked Jesus Christ into your heart, then we want you to give us a call. Our phone number is 618-383-2107, and we're going to end today's program like we end most of our programs. That's with my testimony in song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell. And now we've got a new songwriting partner, Dennis McKay, and he has helped us with this song and brought it up to a new level. Here's... Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree. At the crossroads of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road in my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery Foot of the tree Those eighteen wheels are rolling Down that old lonesome road And I shared the good news Wherever I go Yes, there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be And I tell everybody What's happened to me How oh, I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past But I called his name This chance could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today
met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.